0: just a wonderful vision of wisdom as something that has joy at the heart of it.
1: This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. I'm Helena Martin. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have senior lecturer Eric Raymond and we've got peter hawkins back on the show it's been a while he's professor emeritus of religion and literature and they're discussing proverbs chapter 8 verses 1 through 4 and verses 22 through 31 which is appointed for trinity sunday also known as the first sunday after pentecost in year c the text is read for you by student tommy watson
2: proverbs chapter 8 Verses 1 through 4 and verses 22 through 31. Does not wisdom call, and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out To you, O people, I call and my cry is to all that live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth when he had not yet made earth and fields, or the world's first bits of soil. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race.
0: So here we We have... Another personification, familiar to us from the Bible in different ways, but the personification of wisdom, who is gendered as female, and maybe you can help me with that. But what's so interesting to me is the way this passage from Proverbs 8 falls into two parts, one of which has wisdom really setting herself up in the middle of things, at a crossroad, at the gates of the town, at the portals of the city, taking the heights, taking the depths, recruiting people to pay attention to her, to listen. My cry is to all that live is a kind of universal appeal that she's making. And then the second portion of the lecture for today is her backstory how she was with God in the beginning, but actually before there was a beginning and was a kind of companion and co-pilot for the Creator. So I guess, Eric, I come to you wanting to know on Trinity Sunday, when the church is thinking about the three persons, one God, here we have another person to think about, the figure of wisdom. And I wonder if you can help me understand more of who she is sure and the figure of wisdom is
3: is uh, gendered as female like you mentioned and i suppose it has to do with the hebrew word that represents wisdom chokhmah and in hebrew we have two two genders for nouns and chokhmah is feminine so naturally i suppose it's a female, a personification of a female. In the case of the beginning of the passage that we're looking at, the positioning of wisdom at the crossroads functions, I think, as a contrast to the the menacing figure of the woman who seduces people away from the righteous path that we've seen in the preceding chapters of Proverbs, like mm-hmm. in Proverbs 7. Wisdom here at the beginning of chapter 8 functions as a as a contrast to that more menacing figure and offers something that is accessible, I think, to to everyone, right? So it's my impression that you know the way that wisdom is portrayed here in the second half of chapter eight as being the first of god's creations preceding the the creation of earth etc this is something that has resonances in later literature like uh, the wisdom of ben sirah or sirach where wisdom is described as a as coming forth from the mouth of the lord and covering the earth like a mist mm. so something that is distributed maybe not evenly across the earth. I think Israel is uh, is sort of a concentration of the mist there, but there is a sense that wisdom is spread out throughout the world, and all the peoples have access to it or have some access to it. And it's interesting because the wisdom literature, of which Proverbs is a part, borrows and demonstrates that connection to other cultures and other peoples mm-hmm. in the sense that it seems as though some some of the hebrew proverbs from the old testament are really derived from earlier egyptian proverbs and in turn some of the hebrew proverbs or the proverbs that we know from ancient hebrew seem to influence or to be borrowed into later later proverbial or wisdom literature in greek so there seems to be this kind of shared knowledge or idea of wisdom that crosses boundaries and it makes sense especially if you assume that wisdom was the first creation and that it's you know similar to air and
0: the sky and is something that is everywhere I love it. Wisdom is a kind of multicultural figure. I also like what you said about the contrast between the the woman is lascivious who tempts people away from the path of righteousness to wisdom who is really out there soliciting all comers to, to listen to her. I mean, she raises her voice, she takes her stand, she cries out, she calls. She's importuning anyone who will listen to her beside the gates at the front of town. And I remember Rahab in the uh, book of Joshua being on the walls of the city. And so here she is in the front of the town where a prostitute might be, Hmm. making her pitch, her call for wisdom and righteousness quite something. Indeed, it's, it highlights the contrast between the, the two options, I guess. I'd like to just go to the picture of her in action in another way, not crying out, not calling, not trying to get people on board, but being in the beginning, or as we said before, before the beginning, when she is a witness to God's creative power, and then in some sense joins into that work By being God's companion, like a master worker or a a co pilot. And God doesn't need any help in God's work, but what she offers is a delight in God's work. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's repeated. Mm -hmm. When I was beside him, like a master worker, was I daily his delight, rejoicing before him, always rejoicing in his inhabited world delighting in the human race, as if what she has to give God is a pleasure as a witness to God's power. And looked at from the, the
3: opposite perspective, from the human perspective, it's as though she is a friend to humans. She is someone that, that is uh, looking out for the humans and God's creation, other creations. And that resonates with the idea that wisdom is not only this, this abstract figure and represents you know these larger concepts, but also she represents specific ways of living, of uh, interacting with uh, your fellow humans. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, her friendship with the humans is manifested as a instruction on how to live in specific ways to live properly and beneficially for, for yourself, but for the wider community of which you might be a part.
0: So the pleasure principle is at the root of all things. <laughs> if wisdom is our role model, she who takes pleasure in God's work, and part of her pleasure is delighting in the human race and sharing that pleasure among human beings. I mean, it's just a wonderful vision of wisdom as something that has joy at the heart of it yeah and that in turn uh, is similar to
3: her joy in the humans is also i think it's similar to the way that the the sages like ben sira and other writers other ancient jewish writers would have encouraged people to pursue wisdom In a metaphoric way, she's portrayed as someone that you would pursue as though you were in love with her.
1: Thanks for listening. And thank you, Professors Raymond and Hawkins, for joining us again. You can find a transcript of this episode, plus a ton of other Bible resources, at yalebiblestudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and host and executive producer me, Elena Martin. Our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from Chapter, Verse, and Season.